So we've been talking about accessing heaven's atmosphere uh, for a few weeks and just a couple verses out of the book of 1 Thessalonians that have uh, spoken to us and we just kind of looked at each one of these actions, attitudes that we all could uh, partake of and no matter what negativity or toxicity could be going on around us, uh, we, could, we could plug in to heaven and plug into the atmosphere of heaven and plug into the resources of heaven in our life. So uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And what I want to focus on uh, today, as I have for the past couple weeks, is I want, to, I want to talk about praying without ceasing. Uh, I want to talk about pulling God's future into earth's now. Uh, God has a future in mind. He, God has a, a, a vision that he wants to impart to you and to me about where he is taking things for the future. And we look back on 2020 and uh, go, oh my gosh, that was, that was awful. And what it has done to so many businesses, to so many churches, to so many individuals, uh, there, you know, there's just this whole array of difficulty that has arisen out of 2020. But, we're, but 2020 is in the rearview mirror now. Somebody say amen. And the future uh, is in front of us. Uh, I'm interested in the future. Uh, the past is past, but the future is in front of us. God is interested in the future. Now, God is Alpha and Omega. God is over time. He's not confined by time in any way. But he, ha he has an interest uh, in the future. Uh, I, I want you to be interested in the future. To, to not be stuck in the place that you're at right now. To not be stuck in the past. But to lean into the future. Everybody say the future. Uh, I want our church. Now, so let's talk about church for a minute, shall we? Uh, church is a, God's idea. He joins people to a local spiritual family that together we fulfill an assignment for the Lord. God has a future in mind for the Rock Church, just like he has a future in mind for every church that is preaching Jesus and declaring the Word of God. And uh, I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you guys online, I'm saying to everybody that's listening to the sound of my voice, is we can all have a part to play in the future. As a matter of fact, God wants every one of us as believers to be contributors to creating the future. 
not just consumers uh, who, who take in what church gives, but everybody has a gift. Everybody has resources. They, you have emotional resources. You have time resources. You have financial resources. You have talent resources that God wants us to all engage. And uh, I'm interested in the future of our church. I'm grateful for 31 years of God's grace and faithfulness, but I'm, 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 I don't want to say I'm done with that, but I'm done with that. It's, it's over. It's done. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. Hello? <laughs> Whatever good has happened, praise God. Whatever bad has happened, praise God again. But we're, we're all going into the future. And I'm encouraging every one of us to make sure we go into the future on purpose and that we go into the future lockstep with God's purpose. God is, is searching out the earth for intercessors who will stand in the gap. Now, don't limit intercession to that person who is standing there and praying for somebody else. That's a part of intercession. But there's, there's, a, there's a whole... Intercession is that person who stands in the gap between heaven and earth. Stands in the gap between now and the future. Stands in the gap between the will of God and the will of the enemy. And the enemy has a plan. Praying without ceasing puts us in that gap. It, it is this idea of us carrying a spirit of prayer that it just is in our daily life. It's not so much how much time you set aside, although I think it's important to set time aside just because I know human nature, I know my human nature, but just to carry that spirit of prayer through the day. And if you have a prayer language, pray in the spirit during the day. And when you think about somebody, pray for them. And when you think about a thing, pray for them. And you watch the news, pray. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever is going on, when you think about your church, pray. When you think about your pastor, Pray, right? Just carrying this spirit of prayer is what continues to put us in that gap. And last week we looked at two incredible men of prayer who had a pray without ceasing kind of approach to living, uh, Cornelius, Acts chapter 10, Cornelius and Peter. And they, we, they both caught a glimpse of God's intended future uh, in, a, in a prayer season that they were in, and God brought them together, and a beautiful thing took place. So what I want to do for this week and the next week is I want to talk about how to prayer pull the future into the now. You know, how to not get stuck in the, in the past, uh, whatever, what's past is past, how not to get stuck in the right now, but how to pull God's future into your life, into our church, into your family, into our city, into all the places that God would place us. So Habakkuk 2, just a couple verses here, three verses. I will stand on my guard post 
station myself on the rampart, uh, the, the place where the battles could take place. I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me. I think that's, that's always interested me. I'm going to keep watch to see what he will speak. Not just, not just watch to see what I'll see, but just like all my, my senses, my, my vision, my hearing is open, what he's going to speak to me and how I may reply when I am reproved, or, or that word could be translated argued with. Habakkuk 2.2, 2, the Lord answered me and said, record the vision. Everybody say the vision. Inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run. Vision is not to be admired. Vision is to be run with, right? For the vision is yet for the appointed time. I hope you're encouraged in knowing that God has an appointed time for you. Come on, anybody. God has an appointed time. It hastens toward the goal. It will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. That's not the part we like. Not the part I like. For it will certainly come. It will not delay. The first idea, how to prayer pull the future into the now, is number one, you got to hear from God. And I know some of us are going, I don't even know if I know how to hear from God. Like, what, it, what does that mean? Like, is it, a, is it an audible voice <laughs> that comes in, in the night? Or what is that? So the first verse of Habakkuk 2 says, I'll stand on my guard post, my guard post, and I'll station myself on the rampart, and I will keep watch to see what he will speak to me, how I may reply when I am reproved. So what Habakkuk is doing and what I think all of us have the opportunity and the responsibility to do is stand at my guard post and listen concerning what God wants to say to me about my assignment in the Lord. So every one of us has a, a unique assignment and then together we have a corporate assignment. So I know my assignment, I've always taken this as, as a very serious thing. The Bible declares that the husband is the head of the home, right, hon? And, uh, and I've always taken that, I've never thought of that as a privilege, I've always thought of that as a responsibility, that I stand at the door of my house, raising my daughters, and I'm keeping the devil out, and I'm getting the blessing God in, blessing of God in. I'm here to speak to men for a moment that you would take a spiritual leadership role, men, and that you would take the place that God has given you to stand at the door post, at the rampart, as the enemy is trying 
to reach into your family, into your home, into your kids, into your marriage, that you as a spiritual leader would stand there and you would get a word from God and you would get full of faith and you would get full of love and you would stand at the door of your house. Come on, man. Your wife would love for you to do that. Your kids would love for you to do that. And, and he says, I'm going to stand in my guard post. So I know that, that my family is, is my family and your family is your family. And I know I have a specific assignment to, but from the Lord to be Suzette's husband. Nobody else can be Suzette's husband but me. Nobody else can hold the role that I have in her life but me. And if she doesn't get what she needs from me, then, then she doesn't get it, which may cause her to look illegitimately. Just telling you the truth Sunday morning in church, and I'm just encouraging you. So whether, whether you, it's your family, whether it's your work place that you have been positioned in, assigned by the Lord, uh, whether it's your church, because I'm saying to you, our church, we, we can't just say, well, I'll decide to come back when I feel comfortable, but until then I'm taking a vacation from church. Because we have a future that we get to create or not. And I'm not talking about just coming back to the room. As I said earlier, I think it's almost harder to sit on the couch, stay engaged, to, to keep paying your tithe, even though you haven't been in the room for a year. It's okay if that's what you feel you're supposed to do. And I'm going to keep reminding us with no shame about this at all. I don't mean, I don't ever want to shame people into the right things to do. But I promise you, this place, if you're going to the grocery store, if you're going to a restaurant, if you're flying on a plane, if you're going to work, there's, there's no place, honestly, there's no place that you're going to go to that is that more safety measures are taken than our church is taking. And, and, I'm, and we do that because we love you. We do that because we want to do it right. But I'm saying to you, maybe you might want to rethink this whole idea because if you can go there, you can go here. If you can survive that trip, you can survive a trip here. But even if you go, Pastor, I, I get you, but I'm still not ready to come back. You can still be invested. You can still stand at the doorpost, at the rampart, and fight for the assignment of your church in your city. And so you stand, you, you stand there and at that door, at that, at that rampart, and you, you speak the Word of God over your family, over your work, over your friends, over your church, and then you listen. Listening is not easy. <laughs> you got to listen. Listen with your heart. Listen with your spirit. Listen in your inner man. And sometimes it, it will just be a crystal clear, but sometimes you're just going to sense a bit of a pull. 
And this whole idea, how are we gonna, how are we gonna pull the future into the now? That we are, are just continually before the Lord, hearing, uh, continually acting out of what we're hearing. You know, when I look at this story of Cornelius and Peter, uh, you know, they both saw and heard something. But they didn't know what was happening in the other's world. They didn't even know each other yet. They didn't know what was taking place. Just like you and I don't know what's happening in somebody else's world. What what God's saying to them, what difficulties they might be encountering, what emotional upheaval, what spirit of faith is inside of them. God is always setting up dominoes for the praying man. He is, he is he's arranging things behind the scene for this man named Cornelius who, uh, who developed this memorial before God by his prayer and his giving. And he's doing this this crazy thing with Peter, and God is is setting up. You don't know. You don't know who God is setting up or what God is setting up for you that could turn your life on a dime Just like these guys did. I'm sure if you'd have come to them a week before all that was happening, they would have no idea what was about ready to take place. And God brings them into this relationship thing that they feed off each other. The value of relationship is, I can't overstate it, and the difficulty of our, the season that we're in is the separation that has taken place. But, I, but I'm saying to you, God is setting things up, and more times than not, it's a, it's a man of peace, a woman of peace that's opening a door, opening a thought, opening an idea, giving you an opportunity. So, yeah, we've got this prayer life going on, but we also got to kind of get along with people. Somebody? Relationship introduces us to new revelation. Right? You meet somebody, everybody's got a, a thing that, that God's doing inside of them. And so somebody you meet, and they might have this love thing <clears throat> on them. But you're going to see something. Or somebody might have a faith thing on them. Somebody might have a worship thing on them. Some might have a prayer thing on them. Some might have a generosity thing on them. And you get around them and you go, okay, I see. I see what the, the word made flesh looks like in a person's life. Hearing from God requires that we actually set aside some time to hear 
from God. Or at least try to get in the frequency pattern. I think one of the downfalls of American society has been busyness. People just, you know, just trying to fill every minute with some kind of activity. Well, that's kind of been knocked aside a little bit in this last year. But I think one of our, our, our new struggles, if you will, is distraction. So I've taken my 21 days, and part of that is to get off social media. And I cannot tell you how many times I have picked up my phone just by stupid habit, just to look. And I can't, I can't go to social media, so I'm checking the weather for the hundredth time today. Just making sure, because I forgot what it was supposed to do today. I think it's worthwhile to consider how much we all love these little things, but my gosh, what kind of distraction do they bring into our world? And I think sometimes we equate busyness with productivity, like with personal value. Hey man, how you doing? Oh, so busy. Oh, you must be important. But an ongoing, current, personal relationship with God is essential if we're going to create this preferable future where, we're, where the future is happening for us and not to us. And that relationship, like every relationship, takes the investment of time. How do you spell love to a child? T-I-M-E. How do you spell love to your spouse? T-I-M-E. How do you spell love to your relationship with God? T-I-M-E. I've, I've found that the ask for time has become more difficult than the ask for finances. To ask people to make time Sunday morning to be in church, to worship together, to hear the word, to connect with people, that seems to be a harder and harder ask. To ask people to take the time to get in the laptop or the phone or the TV up and go, and that ask for time is hard. But I'm saying one God-inspired idea, one word from God birthed out of intimacy with God is going to be more valuable than months of busyness 
and trying and striving to work it all out on your own. Because once God turns the light on, you have direction for your life. Psalm 119, verse 105, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Wow, a word from God is light for my feet, a lamp for my steps. The value of hearing, because, you know, here's what I've discovered. There are situations that arise, say, relationship issues. I know none of you probably ever have those. But sometimes you got to pray it through a few times before you know, do I confront this? Do I give it grace? How do I handle it? And a word from God, a word from God that would say, buy this, don't buy that. Just a little pull, just a little, I know I'm a knower. A word from God that would say, that's not a good relationship for you. A word from God that would just speak light. Proverbs 21 verse 31. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. Wow. Personal preparation is a good thing, no doubt. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but always remember that it is God who holds the victory. I'm saying you could work and plan and organize all day long. That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the victory. You could prepare everything, everything totally lined up. But you got to remember, he's the alpha. He's the Omega. He, he knows how to start. He knows when to start. He knows how to finish and when to finish. Hearing from God, having that pull in your spirit, listening with your heart, listening with your inner man, because as you stand at the door of your assignment, your marriage, your family, your kids, your grandkids, your, your work world, your friendships, your church, our church in this city, God knows exactly what's on his mind for the next season. Am I preaching this okay? Yeah. God knows what's next at your posted assignment. And he's wanting to let you in on it. 
I want to pray with you guys today. I want you to bow your heads, please, and close your eyes. Father, as we come before you today, grateful that you have plans for a hope and a future, that you are surely at work in the hearts of men and women and children, creating, Father, a vision for the future. And I'm praying for today, God, for every person that's listening within the the sound of my voice. Father, that we would all pull away from whatever busyness or whatever distraction or whatever would draw us away from getting tuned in to accessing heaven's atmosphere. Lord, I pray today for those that may have experienced loss in their world. Father, renew a confidence in each one of us, Father, that your spirit is at work bringing restoration and to better than before. We thank you for it. Father, I pray for our church, God, that we will step up to the assignment that we've been given in Asheville and Western North Carolina. I pray for every person, Father, that you have called and planted in this house. God, that there would have a sense of their place, their contribution, what they can do to help this thing move forward for your glory. You have a future for your church. I want to be a part of it. We're believing you for that. With your head bowed, your eyes closed just for a moment. Maybe you've never surrendered to Jesus or maybe you have slipped away from him or maybe you just are not confident about where you stand with God I always want to take a moment and just give an opportunity. Where are you right now in your relationship with the Lord? God speaks to those who pull close to him. You you need, you want to hear from God, but you got to pull near. If you don't feel near, if you've never opened your heart to him, or you, you know it's time to come back, you know, help me, Lord be confident about where I stand with you and say, Pastor, that's me. Would you pray for me? Would you lift your hand real high right now and say, that's me. God bless you. God bless you. Come on. Just right where you are. No shame in this. Just honest. We've all had to do this more times than once <laughs> to just to be right and make sure I'd, ra- I'd rather, I'd rather fail on the, I'm trying to be right with God than the lackadaisical. Anybody else say, just include me. Let's pray a prayer together. Those of you that are watching online, come on, pray it with us. Everybody in the room, let's say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love, to your Lordship. I want you. I need you in my life as my Lord. I know I've sinned. I've messed up. But I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Today, It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen.